chatting uh, virtually and thank you for the opportunity to be here and yes this is a family venture if you will but I wanted to just simply say hello to all and to say I think you really nailed it Kim for real that I am a speaker <laughs> and I uh, and the honesty behind the speaking speaking is not something that I really had planned in my career it happened it's one of those God things like you got to get this done type thing the book came along with the speaking, never planned on being a, um, being a author, but the speaking came from the corporate space. So a lot of people know me from the retail side of Dion DG McGee, but they don't know about the speaking side. So the speaking side, corporate was where I started mainly, of course, church, but corporate is where I really began to take it seriously and to monetize it and use that platform to build the brand. And from there, it turned into something really ridiculous that I really hadn't planned for. The book came from that and from the corporate space, women in corporate America. Hey, can you coach me? I need to have, have a seat at this executive table and I don't know how to get there. And I see you sitting at this table. Can you help me walk this thing out? So yeah. that's how it all unfolded, if you will. And I'm just thankful. I, I give God all the glory for all of it. When a woman says, I want you to coach me, what mm -hmm. are you able to provide? Because there could be someone listening that says, I do need a coach. And she sounds like somebody who's, I mean, she's somebody who's dynamic. I like who's flow. I like, 
But what is it that you're coaching these women to do? To go from corporate, within corporate only, or entrepreneurs, or can you explain to us? So my heart is set and I'm passionate about three different umbrellas, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. The first umbrella, because everybody doesn't fit under one umbrella. I don't fit under one umbrella, right? right? So the the first group of women that I work with are mainly those that are not necessarily in corporate, but in the workplace, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. that are trying to grow and excel in corporate and don't know how. You know, when we first um, started working, it used to be a career plan or a career map to help you climb these steps to get to the next level. That is gone. Just like, you know, you were starting a job and you used to get six to eight weeks of training and then they would release you to go do your job. You better you better come in knowing it. You better <laughs> find somebody or you better crash and burn and figure out what worked and didn't work and figure that thing out, right? Right. So I work with women mainly in the workplace that are trying to grow. My expertise is in the corporate space because that's where I was, right? The other group that I work with are those that have said, hey, I'm throwing in the white towel. I'm done with the workspace. I need to build my business. I need to start this thing. This thing has just been tapping me on my shoulder and I've just been sweeping it under the rug. Can you help me strategize on what it is that I can do to monetize the gifts and talents and passions that I already have, right? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in the workplace, not just corporate, that are dealing with that. Hey, I make pies on the weekend, but I make them for free, you know? Or yeah. I do this on the weekend. I make baskets, but I'm doing it for my family. No, 2020, and we get to the next level. My one-off is people have said to me, hey, can I pick your brain? I want to do the speaker thing, but I don't know anyone in my zip code that I can see, touch, and feel that can help me build my speaker brand, that can help me create the signature message, can you help me? So that's three umbrellas, but passionate about all three of them, but everyone that I coach does not fall under any specific umbrella, if you will. And I had a, a call, a strategy call with a gentleman this morning. I do work with men. So I'm saying women, and I say women because I am a woman, and women are the ones that draw to me. The gentleman I worked with earlier this morning, he was like, hey, how do I get this link to this workshop? So I'm having a workshop Saturday that originally was going to be at the Garner Chamber. All things being pandemic at this moment, it yeah. is going virtual. So it's going to be an online workshop, just like you and I, you know, right now it's going to be online. And with that, we're going to do the same content that was going to be live and in living color, because now we have to scale our businesses to still reach clients. And, and just in a different manner. So yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. So you know, one of the things that I want to pause and just piggyback off of yeah. is that you mentioned business as usual, and that is a part of strategy. Like, and so I want to encourage people if you're listening, watching, whatever, yeah. do what she said. Like, somebody asked me, my conference coming up, my financial literacy conference is all the way April 11th. I, nobody knows what's going to happen. They right. I could have to cancel that physically. But with all this technology, push forward. Right. And if you need to add that to your business model where you're going virtual, this is the time to, to do it now. Like, yeah. This is the time. So I, I'm glad you said that because I just wanted to pause really quick and encourage people as a part of strategy, which is what you do. Yeah. If you don't have any limitations, like be able to propel forward. Like she adjusted that to a virtual conference. 
if you don't know how to use technology use this time now to find out because live events even from a speaker standpoint speakers are having to recreate themselves and pull out that creativity i've had friends that have had uh, engagements already booked right and are now speaking on stages in empty rooms because the audience is now streaming in you gotta adapt yeah now the time if you afraid of technology you better embrace that thing really quick technology is great if we use it for what it was created for that's right don't be afraid of it because if you do if you are then you're gonna be behind the eight ball now's the time to learn how to use everything that's out there that's right and and don't be afraid to ask too so if somebody asks you to come and speak fly somewhere they can't meet your budget whatever then ask them, is there an option for me to uh, video conference in Skype, whatever? Um, I was asked to come and speak at my college, Lisbon City State, for something. That's the three hours for me to do. And it was really volunteer, mm -hmm. no budget for it. And, you know, I love you love your college. You don't want to say no. So I right. asked, is there an option for me to, you know, just Skype in or Zoom in? They were like, oh, we, nobody's asked us that. Right. And if there was an option. Now, I don't know if that's still going to happen with all the colleges and everything shutting down, right. but being innovative. So that we, we sidebar just a bit, forgive us, but, but that's good content. Yeah. People, people, people need to know that. And I want to put in a plug really quickly mm -hmm. for, for events. And since we're on the speaker mode for events where people don't have a budget. And there are a lot of events where people have, you know, have asked speakers to speak and there's no budget. Some of this is, you know, nonprofit, et cetera. First time starting out, the, you know, the sponsors aren't there and that type of thing, right? But the flip side of that is, and this is what we're going to talk about in the workshop on Saturday. If there's no budget available, but you have a product or a service that you mm -hmm. can offer, right, right, from the stage, you can potentially bring in more income with your product or service than they could ever pay you. That's right. So if it's 200 people in the room and you have a coaching program or you have a book or a workshop or something that you can sell from the stage, first you got to make sure that you can make an offer from the stage. And if that's the case, 20% of those people in the room signed up for it, they couldn't even pay you that. Right. So that's true. again, creativity and strategy behind the business. That's true. Yes. And, you know, speaking to that point, it just reminded me. So, <laughs> Dia, I love you some Dia McGee. I was going to have an event I last year. She called me out. She, <laughs> she called me out because I forgot um, to <laughs> reach back out to her. And I and I don't know why, but I love her to death and, you, and she knows it. So, anyway, this is yeah. just me saying publicly that you will be seeing her on my platform this year. <laughs> This year, because I toured 2019, uh, I think I reached out to you like early, early too, like early. What is Kim? What is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I said that. I said that out of love. I said, because she she moving 90 miles an hour. She done forgot or whatever. But you know I love you. So, no, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's so, good. I tell her myself. I, I don't mind. I tell her myself. But <laughs> I love this woman. And um, so... I, you will be seeing her on my platform. Yay. Um, those workshops, those strategy sessions, we all need them. You know, yes. sometimes we need, um, a tweaking. Like yes. you, you may rebrand. You may have something new that you want to add to your business and you don't know how to do it. 
And like she said, she has those three different components. So definitely wanted people to understand who you are and what you are. Right. And you can say it much better than I can. And I know that you're a big collaborator. So I want to talk really quickly just okay. about the power of networking in your business and how it has led to some collaborations and then any that you want to mention and just kind of highlight the process and how it's been successful and or a learning experience. So just this past weekend, because I had some free time, everything that I was supposed to do this weekend, of course, was canceled, postponed uh, over the course of the weekend. So that allowed me to do some things that I have been saying I needed to do, like clean off my desk, you know, this, that, and the other. And in doing that, I have stacks on stacks. I bought this book from Amazon for business cards, right? Mm -hmm. And just looking at these cards and flipping through some of them, I I have met some amazing people over the past few years, like for real, going to networking events, you know, uh, networking events turn into um, clients, clients turn into networking groups and collaborations and et cetera, et cetera. I would not be where I am from a business standpoint had I not gotten out there and network. So we're talking way back, you know, um, the visionary networking circle, you know, yeah. back in the day, like for real, um, Garner Chamber of Commerce, all kinds of events that I have gone to, these people have collaborated with me, become clients, or I became a client of theirs, or I referred them to someone else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a domino effect, but you know, sometimes we don't know what we need until we talk to people and don't know who can help us get to that next level until we have conversations and get out. So what my, my charge is, we're in uh, March right now. My charge is that everyone that watches or listens gets to at least one. This is your assignment to one networking event at least once a month. I know we're busy and all that kind of stuff and things are different now, but even if that's a virtual collaboration or networking online, get out there because it will take you uh, to the next level. But as far as collaborations that I have done, it's too many to name, but I will tell you about a, if <laughs> real, I'll tell you about a current one that I am a part of now, and that is Executive Table Talks. Mm-hmm. Executive Table Talks is a collaboration with Denise Wiggins and Michelle Weathersby and myself. We have come together as women that are entrepreneurs, business women, helping other women have a seat at the table to get to the next level, whether it's in the workplace, whether it is from a entrepreneurial standpoint, but with all that's going on in the midst of diversity and inclusion, we want to make sure that we have that seat. And some people don't have an opportunity to have that seat. So we have brought that to the forefront. And we just had a a conference just this past January over at Optum on North Raleigh. I had a good hundred people. It was an amazing event, but the difference between us and our actual DNI conference is we're holding companies accountable to make sure, hey, yeah, we came to chat with you and had this event in January, but what has happened from January to June when we came and had this conversation, we heard the hearts of the people who's sitting on the board now in June that wasn't sitting on the board in January, right? Mm-hmm. Who's sitting in the executive suite now that wasn't sitting in the executive suite in January? We're holding you accountable. So it's not we coming through having a conference and we're gone. We're following up. Like, what's happening? Did you right. do 
what did you hear the hearts of the people are changes being made so we can get to the next level so that's the current collaboration uh, that i'm in and it's phenomenal oh that's awesome so um i've had the opportunity to meet denise and i've had the opportunity to work with michelle on a conference she um, i invited her to be a part of the conference for triangle entrepreneur leadership a couple years ago awesome so I look forward to seeing you all's evolution, like to continue to see that. It's such a great example. You know, you think about three women coming together and being able to work in collaboration. And so many people say that women can't work together. And so many people say that black women can't work together. Yes. So to be able to see three women, I'm sure all of you are type A or at least close to it. I mean, yeah. leaders, because you have your own empires. Um, and so what have you heard? What's some of the, some of the, insp- I'm sure people have been inspired by it. Do you have anything that really stands out that somebody has said, um, spoke to them as far as doing collaboration as a result of seeing you all's example? So for, it's funny you say that just this past Wednesday, I spoke at the Women's Business Center fourth annual conference, moving forward with purpose and setting your eyes on 2020 was the caption, right? But after I spoke, we had executive table talks panel there. And that's exactly what one of the ladies said. She raised her hand. She was like, hey, I just got to tell you the energy between the three of you. I'm just sitting here watching it and I'm loving it because it's been said that women can't work together, especially African-American women can't work together. And to answer your question, we all three of us are type A personalities. So, you know, that could turn into a cat fight real quick. (laughs) However, when we get together, it is just, it is insane. And when I tell you we about business, we're about business. But behind the scenes, it is 100% full-blown cut up have a good time, and we don't want to leave each other. It's crazy, for real. So she said, she's like, I'm just watching your energy and your collaboration right here on this stage, and I'm loving it, right? So we went around the room after the uh, moderator went around the room and said, hey, what do you guys think about this panel? In one word, you know, what what can you say? You know, and it was, you know, powerful, informative. Um, You know, the collaboration, uh, network, next level um one lady said i feel educated you know i feel like i can get to the next level because i see the three of you working together it is possible i'm like yeah it is possible it is so we, we were sitting on the panel like what's <laughs> 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 yeah. but like okay so for those who are listening especially women you know since we're focusing on women's history month so right. those who are listening that are you know kind of concerned about that process what's something that you guys have said we have to be upfront and open about this 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 and this these are things that maybe you outline some core values maybe you outline the way that you're going to operate maybe you outline how you discuss concerns or whatever like what are some things that maybe three top things that you guys have said we have to do this so that we can remain successful in order for us to remain successful there's no there's no chief Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you work with someone, there's one person that's in charge and I'm running this and I'm running that. We all have our own skill set that we bring to the table. That's our value add. Right. So I'm good at a certain thing. Denise is good at a certain thing. Michelle's good at a certain thing. But at the end of the day, we took all of that, packaged it up into executive table talk. But at the end of the day, we, in order for us to move forward on something, 
we all have to agree for it to get to the next level. So that that cat fight that I was talking, there is no cat fight because if one of us says, hey, well, I don't think that's a good idea and this is the reason why, we, you know, we table it, we move on, right? But that is what I know from, from a collaboration standpoint. And at the end of the day, the whole goal is for those women that are not type A's, how do they get, you know, a seat at the table? Who's listening to them and who's helping them get to where they need to get to is how the whole thing really started. And the funny part about it, whenever we go somewhere and speak, I tell the story is that I'm sitting here on, on a Sunday afternoon. I don't work on Sundays, but it was them calling. So I answered the phone. So it was Denise on the phone. And she was like, hey, we already do some, some, so We had a meeting and uh, God told me to reach out to you. You're the third person that needs to be a part of this organization, this, that, and the other, right? So I'm sitting here listening. Michelle chimes in. Michelle's on conference call or what have you. And I said, um, I said, well, that's funny. She's like, yeah, God told us to call you and da 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 right? I said, well, that's odd. I said, because I talked to God earlier and he didn't mention you or Michelle. So I don't know if I need to be doing this. <laughs> I don't know if I need to be doing this. And the whole phone just, we just died laughing like for real. But, but at the end of the day, they knew what I stood for, right? Yeah. They knew my values. They knew how hard I worked and it was like, hey, she's got to be the third one. We got to get this done, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just been, uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey from a collaboration standpoint. So, yeah. and people think that we've been knowing each other for years. I just met Denise like in the past two years. I mm-hmm. met Michelle through Denise. So again, I was speaking at in Atlanta at Denise's event. Michelle flew in from Raleigh to Atlanta is how I met Michelle. We became fast friends. So again, networking is everything. Collaboration is everything. And uh, at the onset of meeting someone, you don't know what it's going to turn into. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things about all of that, though, it goes back to relationships and respect. So your relationship, your, your reputation precedes you, number one. So what are you about consistently? And then number two, building relationships. So Denise could call you. And even though you were like, God didn't speak to me about it, you have a trust, <laughs> you know, you have a trust relationship with her that make you say, oh, well, okay, maybe so. Um, right. As a result of the networking, as a result of, you know, all the other stuff. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's powerful. And I want people to see that we can. This is a year back to your 2020. It is. And how it's next level. This is a year where if we get this collaboration thing right and we really get beyond competition, and all this other stuff that gets in the way to distract us from our next level, if we can get it right, oh my gosh. Listen, it can be life changing. And a lot of people are getting getting so caught up in everything that's happening right now, right? And we're missing some things. So I don't yeah. have that crab in a barrel mentality. My mentality is let us help one another to get to where we need to get to. Let's bring in whoever we need to bring in, right, to get the job done. But as a as a pastor that I was just listening to, millionaires were created in the midst of a recession, okay? So my plug right here right now is now the time to buy a house. Now's the time to buy a car. Now's the time to get that stock and all that kind of stuff, right? Do those things now. This is our opportunity to get it done, like for real. And you never know what it's going to actually turn into. This is our year for growth, even though it don't look good. Some portfolios looking a little scattered right now, okay? (laughs) However, it's our time. This is 2020. It's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that because the interest rates are low. Get it. it is our time, so we just got to be smart, get aligned with people who can educate us and help us to grow to the next level. Yeah. Don't throw 2020 away because of the first three months. It's still so much time left. Exactly. You know, just like with a pruning and a, you know, uh, in order to, uh, you got to plant the seed, you got to see it grow, you got to prune it, you got to water right. fertilize, it's going to be some weeds, we got to pull them out, yeah. and keep on moving. Multiple steps in the process, and it's not going to happen overnight, but now is the time to sow the seeds yeah. and reap the harvest, and in reaping the harvest, there's work that we must do along the way, and if we do the work, the rest is going to come. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of doing the work, yes, you didn't just become a speaker, coach, all that stuff overnight, a business owner. You've been at this for a while. So can you tell us about your first business, how you even launched into that? And then uh-huh. I know from the corporate transition, but if you can bridge the two together to total up, sum up your story, to share with folks, because people will be inspired by your journey. Uh, thank you. So what I'll say, a short story is I I was building while I was in the corporate space. Right. So I, I didn't I didn't actually just jump out there and say, Hey, I'm leaving all of this stuff. I just knew that I had I call it an entrepreneur itch. <laughs> I knew I had a little itch that I was like <laughs> I knew I had an entrepreneur itch and I was like, Okay, what are we gonna do about it? From a sales um, corporate perspective, I was working in sales and marketing, you know, so I had done that for over a decade and every role that I have had in my career has been in a male dominated industry. So it was, I was a rare breed on a couple of, a few occasions. One, I was a female. Second, I was an African American female and I'm rolling with the boys. You, you know, I'm in the good old boys network, like for real. So it was, you know, it was a fight. Every, like, how did you get here? Who hired you? My skills hired me. My value. I'm getting the job done. You couldn't question that. It was getting done, right? Right. But it still wasn't enough. Something was missing because my by me being in this space and working with men day in and day out from a telecom um, background, then going into the utility industry, at the end of the day, I needed an outlet to see people that look like you, Kim. I needed to be around some women. I said, so we got to do something. I said, because corporate is sucking the life out of me on the weekends. You know, um, I need something, right? Uh, You know, I'm doing my family thing and all this other kind of stuff, but I had this itch. So banging and bangles came to life in the corporate space because I knew I was in a non-diverse and inclusive place. I was tired of the fact that companies can close at will layoffs can happen on any given day right and Mm -hmm. i wanted to have some control over what my future looked like and to have some freedom right so banging bangles was built we in year number seven and when we started it was just mel and i my daughter and i hitting the ground every weekend 18 months strong vendor events all over the city some different states and everything and then i'm telling you about fell flat on our face okay she's working her job i'm working my job i was dog tired okay (laughs) (laughs) so i talked to pray to god about this entrepreneur itch i was like okay god i need you to show me how we gonna do this etc etc i'm talking about hardcore prayer in 90 days the whole vision for the bangles came mel and i went out and started doing shows we didn't know how to vend girl we had a table 
and, a, and ordered a linen tablecloth. He had some tears to put bangles on. We was out here like we was pros, girl, but we <laughs> learned as we went, right? But in this executive space, and this is what I tell people all the time, to write down what your transferable skills are. So it's not like I just got out here and started selling. I was a corporate sales exec in corporate America. So I knew how to sell. I knew how to lead a team. I knew how to build teams. I knew how to hire employees. All that I was doing, certified project manager, scrum master, all this stuff, I just threw it on the other side of the fence and said, hey, if I'm doing all of this for y'all and I'm making you all these millions of dollars, then I need to start doing some stuff for Dion. I need to start building a legacy for my kids. So if they decide, you know what, I don't want to work for anybody else, then they have an option to whether they do that or not, right? right. And I tell them all the time, mama's not going to be here forever, so you need to know how to eat when mom and daddy is gone. And you can't say I didn't teach you. If you out here hungry, after I'm gone, that's your fault. Okay, right. you want to be, you want to be hungry, like for real, because I'm giving you everything that I have and some, right? So it started from that. The 18 months, I about fell out, about passed out. I went back to God. I was like, God, hey, me again. I know what I asked you for. I know you gave it to me. Thank you. But we need some help. Like we're tired. Okay, for real. So from that, it turned into me closing the door to my office, him answering the prayer yet again. And that turned into me writing and creating the contract to bring on uh, independent consultants to join this movement to create additional entrepreneurs and business women to teach them how to start their businesses to have an additional stream of income. So right now we're like 40 some strong. We have coached and trained, trained over 50 some women across the country that are just die hard, killing it. And that is the help that we needed so now I don't have to be somewhere every weekend because I don't know who you know. You don't know who I know. And I was only one person. Mel was the only one person. But they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I mean, events come to us. Hey, can you vend? I was like, you don't really need me. You need the product. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not looking for me, not unless you want me to speak. But other than that, and, that, and from there, it just went way beyond Mel and I because that's what the original plan was and God showed me something way bigger than that yeah so the bigger vision has allowed you to now be able to go and speak and focus on the coaching and all of that but you put in the work yes you and Mel at first hustling and now it's expanded now it has expanded. I thank God for it. So my focus now is the the speaking piece to be able to reach women in that audience to say to them, hey, if you're in this workplace and this is what you are doing and that's what you want to do and you want to get to the next level, then yeah, we need to talk. But if you're in that space and you're throwing in the white towel, like I have had it, I, I understand, I get you. I have been in a non-diverse and inclusive place. I'm over it. I need to look out for me and my family. I need to have an additional stream of income and start my business and we need to talk like for real and then there are some in the audience that say hey i just want to you know i want to be a consultant we can talk about that too we'll have a vendor there that's on site selling the product so when i get ready to go and speak what i do is i bring a consultant with me to set up a table i can't speak and sell bangles i mean i'm good but i'm not that doggone good like for real (laughs) so that's an opportunity for someone else you know, again, collaboration and being a part of this team to come and, and you know, have some revenue flowing that day. So it's a yeah. win-win, uh, win-win situation. And then that turned into uh, the rental property. So uh, I tell people all the time, I call Corey, which is my husband, 
Tiger Hood. That's my nickname for him. He swears out that he can play some golf. He's an avid golfer. And I said, dude, until you come home with that green sports coat, like Tiger, you just having PE. Like, for real. If you can't get a check in the door sideways, then you just out here playing. <laughs> so the happy median was who would always go to Myrtle Beach at least once a year for vacation, right? I can't swim. Everybody in my house could swim. So if something happened, they're going to have to come get me out of the water, right? So I was like, I don't care about being on the water because I can't swim anyway. So the happy medium was it's on a golf course. So, you know, he loves it. So that's Paradise Haven Condos. And with that, that's a space for people to go with their families. It is girlfriends, getaway. I have done it with my girlfriends. No husbands, no kids. It was many, many petties crab legs, what have you, just fall off the grid, no cell phone, no laptop, no nothing, just relaxing, okay? We need to set that up, ASAP. Oh, gosh, I need it. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, just a wrap up with Women's History Month, you've already mentioned two dynamic women that you like, love, and adore, and are working with. who is a woman that maybe mentored you and or you, we could do business and personal that really stands out um, in your journey through life that you want to highlight for Women's History Month? Oh, wow. That that list is long. Uh, like, <laughs> whew, that list is long. But the, one, of the, one of the people that I will um, that I will name and it's probably going to sound crazy because she's younger than me, but it's my daughter. And I say that because I see me in her, and this list is really long, but I'm going to get this plug to Meryl at this moment, because she pushes me as a millennial, uh, she pushes mommy to do things that mommy sometimes don't want to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, girl, who's doing that? I don't have time for that. She was like, no, you need to do this. She has pushed me beyond my uh arena, if you will, and sees things that only a millennial could see and she will do things that only a millennial could do. So I tell, uh, I tell people all the time, I don't care what business you start. And if you start a lawn care business, you need at least one. And I'm getting close to the screen. You need at least one millennial on your team to elevate and to push you to get to that next level. And she does that sometimes. I mean, when we first started, Kim, like, honestly, I'm old school. We had order forms. Seven years ago, when it came to the doggone bank, was like she was like, "Mom, you playing games? Like, get it together." No, we we get ready, and I wasn't on social media at all anywhere except LinkedIn. She said we get ready to create a uh, a Facebook page. I wasn't on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, nothing. Okay, so I was like, "No, we don't need that." I said. We're going to sell the bangles the way we've been selling them. And I'll get it. And to Rick, Nala Elise, Rick told me, he was like, Dion, I don't care if you're selling ink pens. You must have a social media presence. Mm-hmm. I look Rick dead in his eyes. I said, Rick, if we have to have a social media page to sell bangles, then we won't sell that because I'm not getting them to Facebook or nothing else. I promise you. Okay. Nine <laughs> months went by. We did it my old school way, right? I wake up one morning. Mill has created a Facebook page. I had a nice little conversation with her. Okay, for her. I was like, nobody asked you to do that. We don't need that. Da, 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 da. We just fine. When she started that page, it went crazy. Okay, I had to call Rick back and apologize. He said, you should have did it nine months ago. I want to talk. I had to apologize. I had to apologize to Mel. Okay. But she created the Facebook page. She created the website from YouTube University, mind you. She is not the technical person, but she learned how to do it, right? Yeah. 
I give it to her because she has taken multiple businesses that we have and have elevated them to the next level. I love my my big baby for real. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm coaching this son of mine. I'm coaching him <laughs> on shipping and this, that, and the other. We're working no, that's him. That's right. Be ready. <laughs> ready. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, Mel. Well, you know, she has my heart, so I'm glad yes. that <laughs> that was the shout out. Absolutely. She is a dynamic. You know, I, I, I follow her on social media, you know, get to see her journey as well. And it is so cool. I'm not going to age myself. Right, but it right, is, right, right. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. <laughs> but it is so cool to see, you know, her develop, grow, and yeah. all the artists and artistic stuff going on with her. And everything. It melts my heart, Kim. And some, there are times that I have said to her, can you please get somewhere and sit down? I see you doing too much. You're making me tired just looking at you. But I see me in her. And at that age, when I was in my 20s, I'm just looking at myself through my own eyes and like, wow, like this yeah. is really happening. But the chick is a bad chick. And let me tell you, the whole furniture thing, girl, we went, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, we went to um, Myrtle over the holidays, and I had some fabric that I purchased, and I kept looking at that fabric for, I know, at least two months. I said, I'm going to recover these chairs. I'm going to recover these chairs. I wanted a new set, but I couldn't find a set. I went, I'm like, forget about it. I'm just going to go recover the chairs, because I have a little bit of artistry, too, but I don't have time to do that. I leave it to the professionals, right? I said, I'm going to recover these chairs when I have some downtime, whatever that is, right? We come back. The chairs are covered. Tears welled up in my eyes. It looked like the chairs had been bought from the store. I said, thank you, God. I don't have to do it. Guys. I called her. I said, baby, thank you. Thank you. She's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. She's dope. Before we wrap up, we have to talk about the book. Okay. And where to find you on social media for bookings and things like that. All right. So finding your roar and the roar simply means to be relentless, optimistic, ambitious and results driven that's what i did to transition out of that corporate space into this whole world of entrepreneurship if you will i talk about the challenges that i had in the workplace uh, as the only african-american female sitting in the executive suite 4,000 employees, less than 10% minorities, and you looking at the only one that was in that space. And I was always trying to make a seat at the table for someone else that looked like me. And every time I made that space, they would scoop the chair back over like, nah, you know, we, we, we've done our due diligence. We have you to the table. That's enough. I'm like, no, it's not enough, right? Yeah. But as I'm in this space, I'm taking these notes. I'm thinking these notes are for HR because I had toxic people on my team that didn't want me to be their leader because I looked different than mm -hmm. them. So it wasn't inclusive, if you will. So they had issues. And every day was a struggle. Never mind the fact I was already working in a male-dominated industry. So I just started taking notes, right? So my husband says to me, he says, I hope your notes are thorough. I, I was like, yeah, I think they are, but I tightened up. I even took more, you know, more thorough notes. So I'm thinking, right? So I'm having meetings with HR to help me get rid of these toxic people. I'm having meetings with my vice president to help me get rid of these toxic people because, you know, it's it, you just can't fire people. You have to follow the laws and the rules of HR, et cetera, et cetera, right? 
long story short, nothing is happening and nothing is happening because whatever she is dealing with as an African-American female can't be that bad because she's still bringing in multi-million dollar accounts. So it'll, it'll die down. It'll go away. Right. And I'm still mm-hmm. taking notes, right? No relief nowhere. All right. So I'm sitting in my office, Kim, and just as clear as you can hear my voice right now, God said to me, it's time to write the book. I said, what book? I'm looking out the window. I was like, what book? God, I don't have no book. What do you mean? Right. So he was like, all those notes you took for all that time, it wasn't for HR. It was not for human, for your vice president. It was me trusting you with trouble, allowing you to deal with what you dealt with in that space because I knew your skin was thick enough to take it and to tolerate it. He said, the pen is mightier than the score. Get to writing now. Never planned on being an author, ever, okay? Ever, ever, ever. The skinny end of it, the backdrop is this. My senior editor that I hired on my team left, took another position in New York. We stayed in touch, text message, phone call, email, what have you. She's a Southern girl from North Carolina, and I wanted to keep her on my radar being in New York with all this snow and whatever, right? So we talked all the time. She called me. I told her what I was working on. She says to me that in the midst of this happening, I'm researching and interviewing editors for the book. So she says to me, she said, oh, I'm so proud of you. She said, but I just wanted you to know, I happen to know an editor that's moving back to North Carolina in the next 30 days that would love to work with you on your project. Girl, I about passed out. I said, you said what to me? She said, yeah. She said, I'm coming home. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love to, because she was there. Mm -hmm. Now, she's a Caucasian woman. She was there, so she saw what they tried to do to me. So her being an editor on this book only validated what I say in the book because she saw it with her own eyes, right? Wow. It went from that to that. And again, collaboration and networking. I hired her as my employee. We remained friends because the relationship was there. Two Christian women, and she she didn't see color. She saw a Christian woman trying to do what was right, and she saw the knives in my back. She said, no, ma'am, I'm here to help, okay? The rest is history. Finding Your Roar is available on Amazon. It has been life-changing, not just for me. It was therapeutic for me, but it has helped so many in that space. I have met hundreds, if not thousands of women that have said, how did you know my story? I dealt with the same thing in the workplace. I started a business because of the things that were happening in the workplace. I was tired and I was sick of it. So I had to become an entrepreneur. I was forced to be an entrepreneur so i share the story when i talk it is life changing and as far as booking goes you can visit dgmcgee.com i am available for the speaking i am here for the coaching to help people strategize and get to the next level super excited to collaborate and work with whoever and i thank you ma'am for the opportunity to be able to share today Awesome. So guys, just in case you missed that, that is D-G-M-C-G-E-E.com. Go check her out. It'll connect you to everything. Um, And you can find Banging Bangles on all social media. Um, You can find DJ McGee also on social media. And then Executive Table Talks, do you all have your own? Yeah, Executive Table Talks is all social media as well. Yes. All social media. Yep. Okay, I know I was following you all on Instagram. So, yeah. um, awesome, awesome. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
couldn't have asked for a and gotten a better guest for Women's History Month. <laughs> finally, finally, yes. hopefully I can redeem myself. You have, you are redeemed, ma'am. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make sure to continue to follow Coffee and Collaborations. First of all, coffeeandcollaborations.com. And then you can find us on all social media at Coffee and Collaborations. Except for Twitter. That's Coffee and Collab. You know how they kind of cut characters. Yeah. Coffee and Collaborations is too long. But if you use hashtag Coffee and Collaborations, you'll find us everywhere. And then also on YouTube. We are growing. We are excited. Yes. Please continue to follow us for updates, new things, events. And we want to today highlight our sponsor as we close out. Latonya Miori is a gospel singer, and she is releasing her new single called Superman very soon. Thank you, Latonya Miori, national recording artist, for supporting Coffee and Collaborations and trusting us with your brand. And we're excited about your new CD. You guys have a great rest of the week.